You are listening to Black Man in the Right World. Hey everybody, this is Mike. This is Grant, and today we're talking about the pandemic. COVID-19. It's driving us up the walls, and now we ain't got no lights, we ain't got no power. But we still have the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion, so there is hope. This is a story all all about about COVID-19! Damn. Oh man, I'm all sniffly. We just watched the Fresh Prince reunion. So emotional. Yes, I... I think there might there might be some like residual tears happening or like you know it's gonna be there's definitely some emotion still left within me because yeah. it I mean they brought back both Aunt Vivs and yeah well, we were just like we were just getting set up right now and everything's going wrong we got cords tripping all over the place yeah that shit is getting on my nerves like the cord all the cables and the cords are like hooking on everything and it's like a hundred cables it's all the same setup we always generally had yeah but for some reason today I'm just like I'm not here for it I just don't want I got to crank shit I got cables <laughs> I can't find my water bottle what are you cranking <laughs> like the the like microphone stand your hand cranking no, <laughs> like the generator that's what I'm, I'm just imagining. just crank just fuck just pure crack i'm doing now because we're i lost my mind dude we, well it's funny like you were saying like how it you hate when like you know you're about to leave the house and like you you know your cord trips on something like you got your headphones in and like the door handle pulls it off i feel like that always happens to me with pajama bottoms where like i'll be wearing pajama pants and then all of a sudden i'll be turning a corner and a door handle will just catch me in the pajama oh yeah pants. all of my sweat pants like they're i mean for one they're kind of like cheap like ross brand or whatever oh yeah i got cheap pajamas. but each one of them all the pockets are like ripped and they're just like it's actual holes where the pockets are because i'll just catch every door handle on the way to anywhere i'm going yeah mine is like a hole under the pocket so it's like it goes through the pocket and out the other side see yeah that shit pisses me off it's just like I don't know. I just feel like that's constantly my life. It's like I'm well, this to pretend week, like I got it together, but yeah, this week especially, do we want to let? We need to give everyone the lowdown. All right, this episode we wanted to talk about uh, <laughs> just going crazy in a pandemic. You know, yes. living in a house all all day, all the time. You know, for eight months straight, not going anywhere, not doing anything. Um, but particularly this week is bad because we have had a saga. An odyssey. Yes. I mean, <laughs> shit is going down. Like yeah. it's it's a we live we're already in a pandemic for one. Yeah. And I like all I of forgot you. about the pandemic for four or five times in this past week. Seriously. Because shit has been popping off in in our in our local dwelling and our in our small in our bubble. Our bubble within our bubble has been is fucked up. The baby bubble. Yes, the baby bubble is is messed up and it's stressing me the hell out. How did it start? How okay, let, let's let's review. So <sighs> I don't know. Can you remember back when what originally occurred? Okay, I feel like it was the internet. Yes, was acting a damn fool this first. All started with the internet, and that and that happened when we were recording the last episode. Uh, oh yeah, with Carlo. With Carlo, and we're talking about forgiveness. And see, it was like the universe is like, okay, bitch, you better learn how to forgive because I'm about <laughs> to I'm about to piss you the hell off. Yeah, we just got a crash course in it this week. Yeah, and I think the internet kept going in and out. And but then even before that, there was something going on with the light bulbs in the bathroom, right? Oh, yeah, so, well, that was your bathroom, so yeah. So, so you didn't know about this, I didn't know about this. Apparently, Cade was dealing with a lamp that was going on the fritz, right? And he replaced three light bulbs, and something was going on with the switch in there. So, he tells me, We know me now if, that this was a precursor, or this was like a foreboding, like warning. Yes, this was like a plant in like the first 20 minutes of the horror movie where you're like, something's not right here. But we're going to just keep living in the house because 
And we know. trying to act dumb. We just like, oh, we're going to just move into this old haunted ass house. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much what happened. So the light, the bathroom light was messed up first. Yeah. Then the internet goes out. Then Kate and I try to fix the light switch problem, which I drove you up the wall. There, Well, because literally the internet was my main concern. The light bulb we had more or less, that was such a small problem. Right. In the grand <laughs> scheme was, of things. In the grand scheme of things. And so I called the internet people, and you already know how these internet companies act in the damn fool. Yeah, and, ISPs. Yeah. Those and, monopolies. Uh, yeah, I don't, we don't have to get into all that. We know they shit. Yeah. Um, but It'll come back. It'll come back. But... Then uh, they said that they were going to call when the internet is going to be fixed. And they literally call me and say the internet is fixed. And right when they do that, these motherfuckers start playing with the circuit breakers and shit to try to fix this one little bathroom, like clicking everything. Going, I, okay, click, so click, 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 click. I don't know anything about circuit breakers. So I was like, I don't know. Let's just flip them all on and off and see which one goes oh, to which room. Lord, I was so mad. That was if that wasn't some white boy privilege shit. They would wait. They tell like, tell, know, tell the listeners your theory. Let's just destroy it all. Tell the listeners your theory or your discovery over the weekend. Oh, I I have discovered that. Uh, in the in the grand scheme of things, the white heterosexual male, predominantly, I'm not gonna say all of them, but 99.9 percent of white heterosexual males are the are the one human being that, in the same breath, in the same sentence, can be like, "I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I have no idea what this is." And in the next sentence, to be like, "Don't worry, guys, I got this. I know how to do this." <laughs> They, we they, just have a sheer shot of confidence yeah, just, right in the butt. It just flips. They, one yeah. minute they'd be like, I don't know nothing. And in the same breath, they'd be like, oh, well, I know every damn thing. And I'm like, oh, my god, it's, it's, Dude, it's that thing where you're like, well, yeah, well, maybe I can figure it out. Yeah. This, I mean, this is coming from my sample size of two, my, my roommates. So, But you live with more white guys than just us. I you, sure have. Would you say and that maybe, applies? And, and, and bless all y'all souls. You are amazing human beings when you look, at, when you look deep down. But <laughs> how deep do you have to look? Real deep. But if, at the end of the day, it's like I was living with, I felt like I was living with a bunch of Barney Rebels, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that is a deep reference. I don't even remember any characteristic of Barney Rebel other than what, wasn't there a Flintstone that like had a hammer, like the baby would hit the dad in the head? Yes, I was Barney Rubble. He had Bam Bam was his kid, that yeah. badass kid. Bam Bam. Yeah, you are definitely Barney Rubble. I'm Fred Flintstone in this scenario. <laughs> so anyway, so so I'm Barney rubbling it up with Cade in the yeah. kitchen, flipping I mean, circuit they, breakers like it's a you know disco party. They were doing what you're supposed to do, but this house is kind of old, so it ain't it ain't equipped for that. It ain't ready for all of that shit. It's so, like trying to flip the switch off of Mitch McConnell. That shit would just probably kill him. Oh yeah, he's already like on he's death so door. racist that you can't just turn that shit off. You gotta he just gotta go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Baby Yoda when you cast a spell, but it's like you, yeah. Anyway, oh I don't, I don't want to compare him to reference. Baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah, don't do that to Baby Yoda. I know, I should, I'm, I'm sorry, Baby Yoda. I didn't Maybe mean to in do that. that one episode where he was eating a, you know what, the baby. Oh, no yeah. spoilers, but that was <laughs> that was jacked oh, up. We're getting okay. That's so off track. So off track. Okay, so so moral of the story. No, not moral of the story. The story continues that. Now, all of a sudden, we don't have power to half the house, right? It was half the house or was it the whole house? Yeah, so they turned off the circuit breakers, and when we when they turned them back on, so, so, I guess the house was just like, <laughs> no, nah, bitch, I can't turn all the way back on like that once you clean me off. And so, <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, like its last breath. And, yeah, like, and so only half the lights turned back on now. So we went from one bathroom light being out 
to the whole half of the house being out now because they these motherfuckers is playing with the circuit breakers, and I, like and I, they do what they're supposed to do, but like you know this house just was I guess it's just wired differently. It's twenty twenty, you know all houses aren't the same. Some houses are just wired differently. Yeah, uh, so, so we have a guy we call right for like some handyman stuff here, and. You know, we we tell this to our landlord, and all of a sudden now we've got this guy coming out for some other projects on Friday. So he's like, "Oh, sure, I'll come out and and check the electricity too." Thus begins the like the season of our discontent. I was right? I was so mad. It felt like a it felt like a quest in a really shitty RPG, like where you just have to go back and forth. Like, oh, I need you to go find the, the special herb for this potion. You go find the herb and it's way across the world. And you come back and you give it to them and they're like, well, now you got to go find the jar for the potion. So you got to go back across the world to find the jar. Then you bring the jar back and they're like, well, now you got to get, I made the potion, but it's going to take four days before I can fix it. So now you got to go on another quest for four days and then you come back and they're like, well, now you got to go give the potion to someone else on the other side of the room it felt like that shit yeah it was like 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 we we call out the electrician then we call out ladwp then the ladwp calls out the electrician then the electrician says you got to call back ladwp then ladwp shows up and then they don't do anything because they say yes. oh you need to call a different person at ladwp every time someone came to to just plug in some wires and shit you know i don't want to simplify it and make it and diminish the hard work of actual professional electricians out there but from what i look from what i was seeing what they were doing they was just hooking up a cord a cable back into the wall that's what it seemed like to me but apparently this is this Big liable liable thing that everybody oh, yeah. was so afraid of the liability. The liability. Everyone's so afraid. Of everybody the kept saying that. They kept saying, "Oh, it's such a liability." And I was like, "For who?" Nobody wants to be responsible. Did they for think they were going to burn us? The- yeah, burn us up. I think that's a, a good metaphor for America. Every no one wants to really be responsible for when shit hits the fan. Then don't take that job. If you yeah. don't want to be liable for setting people on fire and burning up half of California like you did, LADWP, yeah. then don't then don't get in that business. Like, so if you don't want to deal with uh, racism and 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 social issues and and creating laws that benefit the entire country, then don't be a politician. It's like it's really easy to stay out of it if you want to stay out of it. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I guess it, there's so so. But like I can't even tie that metaphor back to what happened because what happened next was basically there's one guy. There is one guy at LADWP who apparently knows what's going on. Everyone else, no one, no one else knows you, what's happening. See, but that's okay because he 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 wants this job. He wanted he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's the one who was willing to take the responsibility. Yeah, unlike that's everyone why else. he had a higher position. Yeah, bless his heart. And so he like, works he, for like an hour and a half a day apparently because he probably paid his dues. He said, "I'm gonna come in here and I'm gonna do my shit because I know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm gonna get the hell out." Yeah, and the rest of y'all can come rock around took looking like a fool. For four me. trips for us to get the right guy out here to tell us, "Oh yeah, this looks good. All you got to do is connect this wire to this wire. Let me put a work order in for you." It's like we couldn't have had you come out th- the first three times, right? Like mm-hmm. y'all couldn't. They couldn't have told us this the, the first. The first person that came out couldn't have told us we needed this special guy. Like it was so much. Not to just be a complainer, but like we're in a pandemic, y'all. Like we can't leave. We can't go. We didn't have Wi-Fi, right? The Wi-Fi was on this ha- side of the house. So like we only recently realized like we ha- could run extension cables halfway across the house in order to get the Wi-Fi going because we still don't have power in the front half of our house. We got, we've jerry-rigged like a lamp here so we can see, like we've been living by candlelight. There was one night where we didn't have power at all. 
But, like, we can't leave. We can't go anywhere. We can't go to a cafe to work. We can't go to an office. Like, there's nowhere we can, there's nowhere we can go, nothing we can do because we're trapped in our house. And, I mean, it, like, on top of that, like, I'm, I've been afraid of the dark since I was a little last kid. Like, the, <laughs> having your door cracked. Like, if you ever had your door cracked when you're trying to go to sleep and you can't because you're like, somebody could definitely be peeking at me right now. I have to have all the doors closed. The mm. closet has to be closed. I, if, I, if I have the lights off, there better be some moonlight trickling in there. My eyes better be adjusted. And I be, my feet better not be hanging out the sheets. Like, the dark. <laughs> that is, is the worst, like, the feet hanging out the sheets. Yeah, hell no. Like, the yeah. dark is very, it's a serious situation for me so the fact that we're now we and oh like i mean it's daylight savings or whatever the fuck so you know the shit is getting dark at 4 30 and shit now yeah it feels like seven in the summer yeah we got three hours of fucking daylight in the, and we ain't got no power yeah in a pandemic in a pandemic that's I'm what's so crazy about this pandemic because like so you mad. said like we forgot that this was happening right like that this pandemic was going i feel like a lot of people forgot and that's yeah, why we're in this situation like the president, everybody is in charge yeah he freaking <laughs> had the, it and damn he shame. forgot damn shame. yeah Does, is, is is he okay have we heard care. from him in a couple days i don't days? care is he, i literally don't care is he alive okay i don't even care oh um, to that too i'm i'm heartless whatever fuck it yeah but, <laughs> i'll repent later but uh yeah i just feel like it's it's just one of those things where it's like i now all of a sudden people are starting to take it seriously again because we're going through this big spike <laughs> Yeah, and now we're we've been talk- going through a big spike since this bitch started. But like, yeah, let's yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I feel like I just keep hearing like whenever I pay attention to the news, I hear the numbers are just higher and higher, like every day. But, but are now- they like? Do they take away numbers when people like get cured? Uh, like, do they just keep because then wouldn't technically the way how numbers work if you if you started at one hundred and fifty thousand cases and then you get more. Yeah, the number's going to keep getting higher because, yeah, we just, we also keeping the ones that are no longer an actual ca- ongoing case anymore. Yeah, it's like daily confirmed cases. So that's uh, what I, that's why the number doesn't make sense to me. Like, if someone was the one of the one of the, you know, 200,000 that got it and now they don't have it anymore, they're still part of that 200,000. That's true. I mean, that's just, that's still just like someone that can technically spread it to someone else. Like, I, I definitely understand that the numbers are important. But the problem is we're not testing everyone. So, like, we don't know. Like, like asymptomatic people who have no symptoms could have it. Meanwhile, you know, the people who are report who are reported and part of that big, scary number could have been cured already. So, yeah. we, it could be technically a couple million people who have it. We don't know. But, but we're only reporting the people who are sick and then now, I guess, they're recovered. So, we don't know how many people are currently sick. At least that's my understanding. Basically, it's all confusing, and the rules have been confusing from the beginning, and I just feel like I'm going crazy. How do you feel? I feel crazy. Well, why would I not feel crazy? Like, I've been fucking crazy before this, even when the pandemic happened. <laughs> like, I'm so sick of this. I I feel like the way to how the pandemic is being handled is exactly how we have handled every other issue in America. So I'm not surprised that it is that is played out this way, but this is how we handle everything. Where we go, yep. it affects some people, it affects some more than others. It, it statistically affects black people more. Like yeah, everything always statistically affects us more. Fuck off. Like everything affects us more except for freedom. 
Uh, <laughs> and I'm so sick of that shit. Shut the fuck up. But um, like, and then on top of that, you know, some people want to deny it. Some people want to believe it. Our politicians don't really want to take it that serious. They don't want to spend any money to to fix it. Everybody says, "Oh no, we're so afraid to to do any, to to you spend any money for preventative care." Oh yeah, we'll get to that. We spend billions and billions and trillions of dollars on the military for preventative care. Because that's protecting our country, right? So we're yeah, just falling to that. Um, but I don't know. So what's the point of what's the point of spending trillions of dollars on the military when everybody's gonna be dead and zombies and shit in the hospital bed? Well, that's like how the military like has to believe in climate change because like they they like literally study it because it's gonna affect how the military operates. So like they are like part of the military's job is studying climate change. Yeah. Like like. Because they just have, they live in reality where they have to affect this stuff. Same with COVID. Um, I am looking at this chart. Um, this is from March for Science. And it's like, you know, got the hand clap emojis. And it goes, it is worse now than it was when you were freaking out about it. And just look at this. Just describe this chart that like just just the visual of it for our, for our listeners. Well, it, I mean, it's just going up. Well, it went, it goes down for like a, it's just like a little bump. Yeah. And then it shit skyrockets. Yeah, that's where we are right now. Why is it skyrocketing though? Because people are getting lax and forgetting, and and just changing their their behavior. Then I see. My thing is like this is so dark, but it's like well maybe then everybody maybe we should just die. Like, because like, if we don't, if we're that, if we care so much about having the freedom to go out to eat and like kiss people in the mouth that we never met like didn't let them just die then like i don't understand i don't like that isn't that i, I i'm not that worried about losing those freedoms for a couple months because i lost them already and now it's longer this yeah. shit could have been this shit could have been two months long if we would have everybody would have stayed their ass in the house like yeah. they told us in the beginning i know it's like i feel like there's got to be like some like kids like children's story whoa oh, i just dropped my phone the russians are back <laughs> no, uh, I just I just feel like there's got to be like some children's story that's like kind of like a metaphor for this where it's like, oh, you don't want to, you know, you want to just like not do your homework and, and, you know, you know, just eat candy all day and then like, you know, do that for like a week and then you get sick and then it goes on for like and I like I'm just trying to think of like what's a good like there's a, there's got to be like some like fable that we learned as a kid to to like. That, that's a perfect metaphor for this. For this? Yeah. Shit. Where it's like be it's like be careful what you wish for. It's like oh, it's the pie, I didn't want to do pie, it for Piper. Two- it's the Pied Piper and the little and the rats, remember? Okay. Because they the there was a rat infestation and the shit got out of control cuz nobody was fucking trying to really deal with it. So then they were like, "Oh, we're going to have the Pied Piper come and I mean it's kind of doesn't it doesn't completely connect." But but then the Pied Piper he comes whatever and then he gets all of the rats cuz he plays his music and he gets them all to leave the fucking uh the kingdom. And then I think something happened they supposed to pay him. They supposed to do something that they don't do right. You know, he t- he gives them some stipulations or whatever and they're like, "Oh, no fuck it we we don't even need that we don't even we we're good now we're just because we we you know we put the bandit over the problem we're, we're a better kingdom now we don't even need you and he's like oh you don't need me oh you oh so you guys not the experts but y'all asked me for my help so then he plays his music and he makes all of the kids leave the the, the kingdom and takes all the kids with them and it kind of has like a sad ass ending if, yeah. if i remember it correctly but basically what i'm getting at 
is that the experts sat there and tried to tell us what to do. And they and we gave them like a we gave them a platform for a, a month. And then all of a sudden everybody was like, okay, fuck it, we got it. We got it all figured out because you guys said one sentence. Because we have a massive entitlement issue that, in this country. I'm I mean I'm just over that. In like whatever. It's like it, It's but, like we couldn't we couldn't sit still for two months, so guess what? Now we're stuck with this for a whole year and yeah. longer. And other, other people partying and shit. They partying in China and shit. I will say, though, I saw this post. Um, a friend of mine posted it from a woman named Faviana Rodriguez. She's an artist, activist, and president of Culture Strike. What the hell? Um, what she say? She writes about art, climate, racial justice, sexual freedom, and ecofeminism. She's Ooh, so really bad. Sexual badass. freedom. Damn. Yeah. So, all right. So, here's, here's the whole post. It's a couple slides. So I'm just going to read through it. Listen. I love a good thought experiment as much as the next guy, but we need to stop pretending that staying home indefinitely without an income is an actual option for most people. If stopping the spread means everyone stays home, the government needs to make that actually possible by by providing rent and mortgage relief, extended unemployment, and stimulus for all. Stay home, save lives, unaccompanied by tangible, accessible aid, does nothing other than blame the rising COVID numbers on individuals rather than the elected officials whose salaries we pay to improve our quality of life and keep us safe. No more PSA videos, no more condescending press conferences and useless slogans. People are dying. Do your fucking job. Yes. That's like, I can say that to our government and I can say that to DWP, to LA DWP. <laughs> yes, yes, Do your drag fucking them. job. Like, this is like, if we're not playing this game where we got to be like, oh, poor baby. I don't give a fuck about, like, how how stressful this is for you. It's stressful for us. I just, I'm, I work at restaurants. I write fucking books and stories and talk shit about myself on a damn podcast and complain about racism. That's what I fucking do. I didn't, I didn't say I, I have a, a solution to the pandemic. You, your ass is the one that said you are the, the representative of the entire country of the people and all of that. And you want to represent everybody and save the whole fucking world. You wanted to do all that Superman shit. So now is your chance. When, when we have... This pandemic that's popping off everywhere, then you need to give very concrete laws and rules of what we need to do. No suggestions. No, oh, you guys should just everyone be nice to each other and stay indoors. Where you where have you been the last 200 fucking years? Who who you think is gonna be nice to each other? We literally can't even decide whether or not black people's lives matter. And you over here trying to tell motherfuckers to put on a mask to save a crackhead's life that they might walk by on the streets of LA. Come on now. Come, you know that shit ain't gonna go down. Make that a mandated law. Yeah. And then, and then, if you want to want to stay in the house, like she said, pay us. Be like, don't worry, you don't need to go to work. You don't need to uh, uh, get any any uh, figure out how you're gonna eat and stuff like that because we're gonna because we'll supplement you for your rent and your mortgage, and then also everyone will get stipends that will pay for food and, and utilities and stuff like that. So you can order takeout and all of that stuff because the essential workers they're getting paid by their jobs, and then we're we're able to use those stipends and that government money to pay for takeout food and stuff like that if you're not able to cook. Like if we had done this in the beginning, or at least like by June. Right. And had paid people for at least a month or two, we would have had this they under control. They don't want to pay nobody, though. Nobody. They America. did. They did for a, a beautiful moment. Who? Somebody in Congress gave us money. Who gave what money? 
I don't know. Didn't we get like twelve hundred dollars? Twelve hundred dollars and unemployment fuck? and unemployment, but unemployment no, doesn't really unemployment count. Unemployment only is very strict, and there's certain requirements, and that varies across the states. I'm talking about the only the only federal like money that people were granted, and not everyone got that either. Was twelve hundred fucking dollars? Yeah. Our rent ain't ain't nobody rent in L. A. Twelve hundred dollars. So yeah, like that that already that whole check was gone before it even hit the fucking envelope. That like <laughs> you wrote my name like Michael Thompson twelve hundred. I was already spent before I even got that motherfucker. It was already it was already going towards something. I didn't even know what it was going towards. Cause yeah, are you kidding me? That's all you have. Yeah. And then in the same breath, you want to talk to me about Donald Trump going to a golf course? If I saw or him on the street, whoa, I would have slapped the shit out of him. Cause I'd or, been how like, the, or how the economy <laughs> is dying and how we need to care about the economy. Yeah. Care about the economy and these motherfuckers flying around in jets and shit. Like, I don't like all of the politicians, they need to look like the fucking Grand Sparrow off of uh, Game of Thrones. I want your ass walking <laughs> out here butt naked in rags. Cause if you, if you can't spend no money on all the American people and help us, then your ass better not be wearing nothing nice. I don't wanna see no belts, no, no tuxes, no lapel pins, none of that shit. You come out here in a trash bag and be like, we ain't got no money, y'all. That's why we can't send you none. That is That was a look. From the High Sparrow. Yeah, remember the High Sparrow? He came out there looking like a trash bag. And that's why people listen to him. Because he was like, look at my clothes. My shit is ugly. Yeah. So now, right, we've we've hit this point where, you know, us in LADWP, you know, we got the guy who knows what he's doing. He put in a work order. um, And then they still say this shit is going to take between 5 and 21 days. Oh, yeah. Now, now luckily, we know somebody who's going to pull a string. Hopefully, we're going to get them out here sooner. But... 21 days without power. Could you imagine? Meanwhile, we've got the state of California now is enforcing a curfew. Wait, 21 days? Yeah, twenty up to 21 days. Oh my God, I just had a rage blackout. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, we're ready to get more rage out because now we've got this. So now there's these new COVID restrictions, right? Oh, yeah. Because they're trying to curb. Oh my the, gosh. For the longest time, I've been trying to be like, okay, you know, racist Trump supporters, why don't you relax? Mr. Newsom is doing the best that he can. That's what I was saying, you know, two, three days ago. And then he has the audacity to come out with these motherfucking restrictions. And now he should have been at that laundry. (laughs) I don't know if you knew about this, but he went to some French laundry. I guess it's like a really expensive restaurant. I saw he went to a fucking restaurant. I hope that shit gives him irritable bowel syndrome. The only thing I was going to say about that is like, I just wish like he took your advice about the whole like high sparrow thing. And the only laundry he was going to was like the laundromat so that he could wash his like trash bag. Right? Yeah. yeah, he should be washing a, a potato sack that he gonna wear for the next three months. Right. But no, he has the audacity yeah, to go okay. to this fancy ass restaurant. Yeah. Oh my but the thing God. is, like, this is this is the reality though. That's some that's some Marie Antoinette let them eat cake type shit. Hear oh, that, yeah. Mister Newsom, Mister Gavin Newsom, you over here with your Marie Antoinette fucking restaurant, and then you are gonna have the audacity to come out with this old whack ass apology. Uh, do better, y'all. It's so easy to do better. Yeah. So 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 here's the deal. What hours is the curfew in effect, right? We've got okay. we've got a curfew now. What are, so what are the hours? I think I know them. Non-essential but. work and gatherings must shut down from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. Did I miss something? Like, does COVID come out more at night or something? Why why what? is this? Wasn't everything already closed before? Okay. Yeah. 
Maybe not 10 o'clock. Was, that might be a little bit early. But ain't nothing been really open in California uh, between the hours of 2 o'clock and 5 o'clock in the morning. So you did nothing. You literally you literally gave us an extra three-hour curfew. Is it, is it basically just saying, like, don't have, like, a party? But that's, that basically it's, not, it's, like? it's not saying that. Yeah. Because you can still have a fucking barbecue in the daytime. I did, everyone I've seen that is breaking COVID restrictions are doing it during the daytime. Yeah, everyone's on boats and shit. Yeah, yeah. In when I when I accidentally ended up on a, a boat party that was oh, not Lord. safe. Um, Yo, Orange County fucking it, boat party. It was a it was an accident. We won't name names, but it was an accident. Um, yeah, sure it was. It, it was, was yeah, it was like in broad daylight, and you know nobody really cared. Looking crazy. Yeah. So, like. It's so this this curfew is just confusing to me, but apparently it applies to forty one counties currently in California's purple tier under its reopening yeah, framework. He made everything a purple tier and then said it only applies to purple tiers. Yeah, <laughs> that's ninety four percent of the state's population, apparently. Yeah. They're okay. trying to incite something. This is this is the start of a, a war. I just feel like it has I don't know. There's too many weird things going on right now for the to curfew to just be about COVID. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to make it that it's not about COVID, but at the same time, it just it's just fishy to me. I don't know. I like slightly believe conspiracy theories. So yeah. the fact that, <laughs> like, not you know, not all of them, but like, I do believe that there always is some weird hidden agenda. I do believe in hidden agendas, and I'm just like, I don't know. This is not. This doesn't sitting well. That's such a weird restriction to create. It's shaking a bunch of stuff up. Everybody's freaking out that we're about to go back into an actual lockdown. But my thing is, like, if we go back into an actual lockdown a second time like that, like we did the first time when spring first hit, and you don't give anybody anything, not even $1,200. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, the George Floyd, that shit is going to look like the Disney Electric Day Parade in comparison to the anger that people going to have now. You're talking about protests, right? Yeah. Like- Cause I I, I will yeah. tell you right now everybody gonna be on the same page and be yeah. upset. Maybe that's gonna unite the Trump supporters, like the yeah. pro, Ooh. yeah, the Trump supporters and the liberal people. <laughs> like maybe. Yeah, that, I hope not. I hope they don't unite over that. I hope. <laughs> yeah, it's like we can forget about black people for a minute. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, that is. It's just. It's just <sighs> crazy. So yeah, just COVID is just stressful yeah. because it's. I feel like. It's just like if you have if both of your parents are just crackheads, and then you're like the little kid, like who is got straight A's. You're like, ah, you're like I know you're the parents, and I know you're supposed to be in charge of me, but like you're little crackheads and don't know what you're doing. You just have the title, <laughs> so it's like move out of the way. I get to raise myself. Like basically, that's what that's what like a lot of American people probably feel like. It's like we're just yeah. raising ourselves because it's like what are these what are these people doing? I don't, I don't, not, I'm not trying to be pessimistic and just downplay. I know yeah, some of them neither. are working really hard, but I don't think they're working hard enough. And I think that there is like this weird, they're trying to play both sides where they're trying to not be like super strict um, because they want to appease the like anti mask, like you're taking away my freedom people. Um, but then at the same time, they're also trying to curb the, you know, curb the pandemic, which like they should be trying to do. Which I, I don't know. I the whole the whole thing is just infuriating, and I I just think it would be kind of interesting to talk about what are the ways that we've tried to deal with all of this craziness going on, like just in this house, like and we might not you might not have an exact answer right now, but I'm just trying to think of like we've been stuck here for what how many eight months? Has it been eight months since March? Sure. 
like what have we what what do you remember doing? What do I remember doing that we've I done? done? Nothing. <laughs> and that's I mean that's the answer. I mean we I mean we started this fucking podcast, but like honestly, just that's talking true. to just starting the conversation, what I've been doing just stresses me out, man. All I've been doing is just like frustrated with uh our government and racism and like like having half a job and and so it's just I don't know. Like I don't know where money's coming from. I don't know what's going on for a very long time. And it's like yeah. out of my hands because like I on one hand I have most of my experiences in the hospitality industry. And the hospitality industry is it exists like by 25%. And then yeah. on top of that, you know, like some of the other places that I used to work for or whatever, like whatever, we ain't cool like that no more. So like I can't just go back to them or anything. Like so That's true. It's just it's really it's really tough. So uh I don't well, know. Well even well even the this new job you're working at right now, I mean like they just had to shut down, right? Didn't they? I mean I don't I know. know. I don't I don't know the, the whole details. They didn't really shut down completely. It's just they're just getting ready and preemptively Yeah. Because of the stuff that's going on. Yeah. Like the new announcement that came out today. Crazy stuff. Yeah, I mean, I got addicted to playing World of Warcraft. Like, I feel like I went through a period where, like, I... That was a hard transition, but... <laughs> but I went through a period where I just went, like, the full escapism route. And I was like, I'm just gonna... I, like, I don't want to live in this world. I hated it. Well... Yeah, it wasn't I good. I hate it when you play Royal I Warcraft. told you it's like having a crazy ex-girlfriend that like comes into my, like, you know, uh, Rachel Brosnahan style of a crazy ex-girlfriend who comes into my life. And, like, that's the one that, like, always, like, comes into my life and fucks it up. That's World of Warcraft to me. Ugh. Like, I'm sorry. Now that you don't play it as much anymore now, I can just openly say, like, I was extremely annoyed, honestly. <laughs> uh, well, because I got into it, I started playing it again, and I was, like, deep in it, you know, leveling up. And then all of a sudden I got into a guild. And when you get into a guild, you now have like a social circle. And like I felt social obligation to. But no one's making you. But people, I guess it's like a self-imposed obligation that I but put I on myself. But I would get fucking jealous because I was like, I'm a human fucking being that's standing in front of you. And I have never seen you socially obligated to me like you are this fucking game of people who you have never seen in real life. I started to know their lives. Like one of the people, like I I went, I feel like I went on a journey with him. Like when he was like at an Air Force base in Turkey. And then like he he's now deploying. He's getting ready to come home. Like, that's how long I've been playing with him. He's about to leave the military. That's weird. Um, and then someone else, like, this is kind of dark, but, like, someone else, like, I like his wife died while, during the course of this. And we talked, we were talking and to him. And he kept it. religiously playing. He played, like, the day he found out. Yeah, dude, escapism. That y'all, that's not, y'all sick. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, y'all there, sick There's some head. genuine, like, goodness that comes from having, like, a community You online. could say that about anyone. You could say that about a pack of crackheads that live in an old abandoned warehouse. But at like, least they have each other, Mike. <laughs> like, oh, I mean, they have a camaraderie. They have a community. Nah, y'all just a bunch of crackheads. Well, don't you kind of feel like a crackhead squatting in this house with half a, half a, half a power source? And yes, just, I do. And, like, everything's breaking. And I just, like... That is one thing that's been nice about the pandemic for our house is that we've had each other. I guess. 
Like, I, I mean, you know, you know how I'm always skeptical of everything. I even think I'm like, oh, Grant only wanted to talk about the pandemic and COVID-19 because he was tired of being like, uh, making him, making me making him feel bad for being a white man or whatever yes. in America. I'm so glad you brought this up. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm tired of talking about we had a racist election, we had the racist archetypes, we had the racist races or the races of the yeah. race. Like, and, we, need to, we need to take a break for racism. Let's yeah, talk about COVID. He's just like, I don't want to talk about this anymore because I just feel like I'm a, I'm a white guy and white men are being attacked or not. No, he didn't say this. He's, uh, yeah, just, the this thing is, is like, that's not true, but this also at the same narrative. time, but also at the same time, it's a little true. Yeah, it's always going to be a little true. I mean, it's nice to, you know, it's nice to switch no, it up. No, it's good. I'm tired of talking. We don't have to talk about racism all the damn time. That's, yeah. Because yeah. it's not getting better. So let's talk about things that are more solvable, like this pandemic. <laughs> yeah. You know, just easy stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, wh- one crazy thing is that, like, I feel, I feel like, you know, we've, we've made so many episodes of this podcast, but, like, our other roommate, Cade, I feel like he's done so many, like, artistic projects over yes. this pandemic. I mean... That we've helped him with. You know, yeah, I was going to say, you know I can never not take credit for something. So <laughs> I'm going to say, like, yeah, he worked on a lot of creative projects, but, like, that all happened after he moved in with me. That's all I'm just going to say. But, yeah, he, like, yeah, he's just... That's it's true. a good he's a good example of how you can take this pandemic and this situation and, and find ways to make it work. Like, you know, he had jobs here and there and doing all that stuff like that. But on top of that, you know, buying new instruments and, and starting to hone in on skills that he already had with piano, guitar, bass, keyboard, you know, saxophone, like stuff like that, perform, doing live shows, you know, doing TikTok, making Instagram videos, YouTube videos. Like it was, it was finding so many different ways and avenues to take his craft and his talents and then translates them into all those things that you'd like, oh, I wanted to do that, but, or I'm going to do this when, or I tried to do that and, you know, excuse, excuse, excuse. So oh, now he I took the... that. Yeah. Dude, I feel like I still am making excuses for myself and it's like, there's nothing, there's nothing going on. Like, how have I not done, how have I not got done everything I wanted to get done? I yet? don't know. I mean, like, World of Warcraft? you were talking about that. Well, yeah, that was part of it. But I'm not Your playing crack. that anymore, so I really don't have an excuse. Yeah, I don't know what your excuse is now. You can't yeah. blame it on all these the, the, the fellow polygonal crackheads that you have. <laughs> do you find it? Do you find it's harder to write right now, or easier? Or uh, I don't know. I mean, I, the things that I'm writing are all in such different realms. It's hard to hop between them because one, yeah, right. If I'm doing something that's involving this podcast. We are talking about very heavy shit, and then I have True. to switch and just go talk about like film or something, and yeah. then I have to switch off from that and then go talk about whatever it may be, uh, or like you know a, a fan, a fictional fantastic story, and so then it's just that like these hard. are just all it's just, my brain is all over the place because like I'm just I'm always in a weird mood. It's making me feel very schizophrenic. Yeah. Do you think that that is specifically coming from this like time period and everything? Uh, yeah. I've been it's come from this time period, but I mean, I've always been kind of, you know, I've always been kind of off a little bit. But <laughs> it's definitely making it more. I'm making me more aware because now yeah. you're like sitting in a box. It's like we're in like uh, a detention center. We're like we're in a. a it's kind of like a prison because in, in a, pr- in a, a prison, bit. you like you have 
you have they have a lot of freedoms. Like I, I know this because you know my my family's in law enforcement, been involved with this. I know yeah. how it works. Like those guys, some of them live pretty decent lives. Like they have they have time when they're supposed to wake up. They have you know hours to go in the yard and and work out and and take on little jobs. They don't get paid very much, but they can take on little jobs and learn skills and do all that stuff. But it's a very strict system of where they where they can go and when they can go, and they have to go back and home, you know, and go back into their cell. And I feel like we're we're in that stage now because yeah. it's like this is essential this is not this is when you can go out this is when you can't go out we're going to be very strict about rules but not strict about rules we're going to uh we we want extreme unity between everyone but at the same time we're also going to allow everyone to be in separate gangs and like and let that happen and let people fight in the streets like it's very it's very we have a very weird prison system going on with america yeah that's so true. And how they're treating the pandemic. And and yeah, and that and that then relates back to our house and and you know to top it off. Now we're in a prison where half the lights don't work. Yeah, I hate it. And then you know the lights only work. They work well in my room. So you know all these motherfuckers want to come in there and watch TV and shit. And it was great. There was one night where we were all just hanging out in your bed watching Lord of the Rings and we Ugh, all fell asleep. I was hating it. It was adorable. I what guess. Do you mean? <laughs> I guess it was cute. What were we watching? Like parent was was it Parent Trap? Uh, yeah, we watched, but we watched that in the living room. Oh, we watched in the room, but we watched Parent Trap. Bunch of grown ass men watching Parent Trap and Princess Diaries. But uh, <laughs> Princess Diaries is great. That's it's a fuck, it's a gem. It's a great ass movie. movie. I'm mad that we didn't even talk about that movie as one of the movies we selected. Yeah, we maybe we'll, we'll have to have Cade come back on and get his like yeah. impression of those two. You might throughout this episode, you might hear like this weird like yell or some kind of loud noise in the background, and that's him doing something. He's in an improv class right now or something in the background. He just, yeah. So you can, <laughs> then you can hear like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, that, if you hear that, that's that's Cade. But then if it if you hear it again in ten minutes, then that's just Cade. His class is over. Yeah, his class is over. So I don't know what after, after that. I don't know. He just making noises. He's just being a freak in his yeah. room. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, is is there anything in particular that you feel like you've done that has helped you like just stay like sane during this time period, like? Um, what's kept you grounded? Uh, I hate this kind of conversation to be honest with you. Because uh, <laughs> there's not not a good answer. There's never a good answer. I yeah, I mean I have been doing like the meditation type stuff and reflection, and like I have I have connected with old friends and stuff like that who are very into that world and stuff like that and like to have those conversations. So it's easy to talk to them because I'm yeah, like, cool. let's talk about grounding. Let's talk about recentering ourselves they're more like open and receptive to yeah, that. They don't, yeah they don't look at you like you're crazy or something yeah. so uh yeah i think that's just very important like you have to be able to really look at yourself like inward and, and be like okay what is what's going on in my life what's good what's bad what's working what's not and am i okay with all of that mm. and i and most of the time i am like i'll have my downward spirals that you and kate will hear and i'm like i'm fat and i'm ugly and all that shit <laughs> Which is like a hundred percent true. Uh, Fake news. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you're I over here fat. looking like a full snack with your eye piercing. I guess I'm beanie. a full snack, but it's like I'm one of them fucking like three liter Shasta sodas that was like you can buy at the ninety nine cent store. No way. Like you are like good, you are like a double stuff Oreo over there. Okay, Th- that's guess. a good snack. A double stuff Oreo that is offensive. Oh, see, because people, knew. yep, you know, I don't know why you switch your lips together. And say no, some because shit like double that. stuff is just delicious. Like it's better. Okay, but what? What? What's the other part of what you said? 
Uh, Oreo? Yeah, unpack uh, that. A delicious cookie? Nope. You're reading nope. into it. Nope. Why am I, am this I reading is into just it? Like, this is just like when you fought all the Lord of the Rings fans over orcs being racist. Oh, see. Okay. Y'all come. <laughs> y'all get his ass. Because you hear, you hear this conversation. You good damn well know Oreo is used to refer to black people who are whitewashed. That's true, but that's not what I meant. I know, but the term they calling me an Oreo, there's so many other snacks you could have called me. Uh, Chips Ahoy. <laughs> you see how I don't care what fuck. We're going to talk about the pandemic. I'm going to find mid. a way to make his ass feel guilty about being white. What about, ooh, you know what's a good cookie? Snickerdoodle. Oh, Although, I don't know, maybe that one's It is offensive. a good one. That might be offensive to somebody, too. I don't know. Yeah. You know somebody don't want to be called a Snickerdoodle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but they do taste good. Damn, I want a cookie. I don't I don't really meditate like that, though. I don't, I don't meditate in, like... Like, sometimes I do the reflective check-in stuff, but I feel like I haven't in a while. Maybe that's why I feel just off. Like I don't even think... I don't can imagine you trying to meditate, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a while. You seem like you're too... You gotta move around too much. I, I'm... Yeah, Something's I be have a problem with staying still and, and, like, focusing and going inward and stuff. Yeah. Also, I, you know... Have a lot of self hatred, so that's not. Damn, <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to look inward without getting mad. You don't even need self hate. There's enough people out here that hate you that you don't even need to do it yourself. Yeah, but no one tells <laughs> it to my face, so I feel like I have to do all the heavy lifting. Oh my gosh, I'm just kidding. I don't think anyone hates you. I uh, there's probably a couple of people, but like, I serve it. <laughs> it's oh like God. last week when we talked about forgiveness and the whole atonement and absolution thing. It's like, yeah, there are, there are people who, you know, I, I have, you know, found absolution in, in the way that I handled the situations that I regret. And I, you know, apologize to them in the moment, maybe not for everything, but for, you know, what I felt I needed to apologize for in that moment in time. And, you know, hopefully I, I feel good with where I'm at, even though, you know, there's... yeah, that's, I think that's just so important. It's like the pandemic has, it has brought light to so many dark situations, whether it's the world yeah. or our, our country or our families and our friends or our jobs and our small circles. But then it's like, I, I have this time to start fixing things that I thought I had, was too busy to fix. And a lot of that is like yeah. trying to rebuild those friendships or those family connections and stuff that you really haven't fucked with. And and kind of just and being and being okay with like, Okay, I made these mistakes, or I didn't do so well, or I didn't work that hard. 2019, 2018, mm-hmm. and 2020, I probably didn't do shit, even when I didn't have anywhere to go. But mm-hmm. it's okay. I'm going. I'm going to move forward. So, like, I, yeah. I have been, there has been a lot of apologizing to myself. I think happening. Interesting. So, when you say apologizing to yourself, like, is is that kind of like what you're talking? What we were talking about with absolution and like making amends. Yeah, because like yeah. I think you beat you. You, know, you always hear the term "beat yourself up." Yeah, totally. And so now you got to like I whooped my ass. So like now, now I got to be like, okay, I want to just apologize, Mike, that I was I was whooping your ass in 2020. I was cussing your ass out about everything. I was saying you yeah. picked the wrong job. You quit this job too soon. You're not that good of a writer. You're not that smart. Maybe your life don't matter. Maybe they right. Maybe you should uh move back to Bakersfield and become a crazy Trump Republican. Maybe uh you're too mean. Maybe Maybe you're not nice enough. Maybe you're too nice. Maybe, you know, I was fucking myself up. Yeah. So at a certain point, you got to be like, hold on now. Calm down. Calm down. Like, you can't do the devil's work for him. Yeah. You know? get, yes. Look at you over here like an old black preacher. You, do, <laughs> you can't do the devil's work. That's Jennifer them. Lewis, man. Jennifer Lewis is pouring out of me. Oh, man. Jennifer Lewis is a fucking jam. I can't wait for old. They got, yeah, oldish. Oh, they getting married on uh, blackish. Okay. I think that happened yesterday. 
Uh, oh, did uh, yeah. So we can watch it. I got it on Hulu. I'm gonna ooh. watch that. I haven't seen this. Though, to be honest, I haven't seen the show like the whole season. But I'm gonna watch that episode. Um, yeah. Well, speaking of sitcoms and and, and reconciliation and reconciliation. Oh, we got to talk about Fresh Prince oh now. Oh my gosh. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, uh, a very iconic show from the night. I don't even have to explain it. If you don't know what the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is, you need to get you need to fucking look it up. What but, you should do though is you should give the whole backstory on the Viv situation. Well, uh, well we'll get to we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yes, yeah, so there's Aunt Viv and, which is the matriarchal character of the show because it's yeah. Will Smith. He's the he's the nephew that moves to Bel Air from Philadelphia, and there's this and the character and Viv, played by Jenny Hubert, is like this is this beautiful dark skinned black woman. She like Viola Davis vibes, right? And yeah. this is back in the '90s, so you, there there is not a lot of dark skinned black women. There might have been, uh, um. Damn, Esther Roll from uh, Good Times and stuff yeah. like that, you know, and then uh, what's her name? I don't know her name, but from that what was show? In, in the Jeffersons and stuff. Like, oh, there, there yes. was those dark-skinned black women, but they, they, to be honest, they had the appearance of, it's, I'm not I'm not trying to be offensive, but, you know, white men are in charge of these shows. So they, they had the thicker, the larger dark-skinned black woman, because that's very reminiscent of, like, the mammy archetype. Mm, we talked so, about that. A yeah, weeks ago. yeah. So like yeah. these women are still amazing actresses, but that's that's that role. They had you know the lot the large dark skinned black woman that got her hair in a head wrap. But then you have Jenny Hubert. She's not she's not a role. She's not playing like like this, this that kind of matriarchal role. She's like the hot wife. So yeah. <laughs> and she's like totally. a sex symbol. And so she's got short hair. She she's got, well, she's you know rich and smart. She's a PhD, yeah. like all this. Stuff. She's yeah. She's like she got it on point. Yeah. So then, uh, and she's a great dancer, stuff like that. Some of the most iconic scenes and you like know you've seen it. Yeah, you've, you've seen, seen it. You've seen the clip of her. You've dancing. seen the clips of her. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, after like the third season or something like that, I think it is. She gets she gets fired from the show. And the last two seasons of the show is another is Daphne Maxwell Reed. If you if y'all don't know who that is. Uh, she she has credits uh, like out the wazoo, and also she is the wife of Tim Reed. Uh, I'm trying to think of how people know him. Ladies' man, I think is what he did. Is he, <laughs> no, no, that's not him. That's not him. No, that's uh, that's what's not, his name? Yeah, Tim, not him. Tim Weather or no? Yeah, that's that's Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows. Uh, I got this, Tim Meadows. Yeah, and not Carl Tim Meadows. Not, it's not Tim Reed. Tim Reed was in another sitcom though. Which one? Uh, which one? Oh my god, why can't I think the two what sisters? Era? The two sisters. Oh. Uh, sister, 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 sister. There we go. So that's Tim Reed. Oh, that's, okay. So he's the dad and that. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So okay. anyway, they uh so now Daphne Maxwell Reed is playing um the Aunt Viv, and she's light skinned black woman and stuff like that. I felt some type of way when I was a little kid because I looked at I me. Mean, my mom, my mother is is a little darker. She's darker like me. So I was like, damn. I was watching that and Family Matters at the same time, and both of those shows ch- uh, fired the black, the dark skinned black mothers and replaced them with light skinned black mothers. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Like you and know, you knew as a kid, you're like, yeah, you I immediately that a- saw that. You yeah. know, I didn't know the whole backstory, but still, just looking physically at it, I can already don't look right yeah the optics of that so i mean fast forward to now um i guess it's 27 something years later <laughs> it seems like what they saying yeah like it, 27 years uh from when she from when they she left the show the show ended but it would have been it would you know uh i think that's why because like i think in the show I, I, will smith kept saying it's been 27 years and she kept saying 30 because i think 30 is from she's going from 
she's going from when she was fired from the show. He's going from when the show ended, I think. Oh, um, yeah. So okay. like, but anyway, the they hadn't talked in years, y'all. That's decades. That's a long time. I'm like, it can't have been that long because I was not three years old when they stopped talking. Uh, <laughs> so maybe they, maybe, maybe they getting they exaggerate on these dates a little bit, but. Anyway, it's been decades since they spoke together, spoke to each other. And so at this reunion, you know, they're reminiscing all of that and they're talking about everything uh, because James Avery, uh, you know, rest in peace. He passed away. Yeah, Yeah, he passed away. So they're talking about all this stuff and it's getting very heartfelt and emotional. And then then Will Smith says that he met with uh, Janet Hubert and he basically apologizes to her for the things that he did because I guess he was 21 or something at the time and he was such the big name of the show once he stopped getting along with her and because she was pregnant and she was going through some hard hard times and stuff like that he was being very insensitive to her he was being very insensitive to who yeah, to what she was going through. Yeah. Labeled it. She gets labeled as difficult. She gets fired from the show. Never, her career never really does anything else. And it seemed like it kind of blew up in the tabloids too. Like, like it was this like horrible falling out when she was fired. But yeah. like, she wasn't fired. What she goes on to explain that she was offered a deal that was a really shitty deal as far as like she couldn't work on any other shows. She only had two, you know, two months basically of work, pay of work um, while she has a baby on the way or, or the baby had just been born. Um, so she couldn't take that deal. And so she she told them no, and then they just were like, fine, we'll replace you. That's so crazy. But it's that happens. Game. But see, that, but that happens all the time for women, especially black women, that they just get offered such crappier deals or, or, or worse pay. It seemed like to me, it just have been like, you, like, can you just stay on the show? And, and would you be open to having your baby be the actual baby on the show? She was pregnant in the show. I think, luckily, like uh, the we've we've you know grown up a bit since then as an industry, and they now are much better at handling what to do when actors are pregnant. Um, on you know, with like their, you know, how to write that into the this show. This is or why not. men should not be only ones in charge of shit because they exactly, don't know what to fucking do. Yeah, because like they're like a baby. Not I don't creative. even know where a clitoris is. So how do I fucking like? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, like, it's yeah, but it's basically like she goes on to talk about how that like getting labeled difficult. I'm glad she said this. Getting labeled difficult as a black skinned woman was like dark career. Dark, oh, sorry, dark skinned woman. Um, was like a uh, like a death sentence for her career. Yeah, it's yeah. very serious, especially coming from the mouth of a black man. You like you hold so much power because like the you are a male still, so you have that male privilege. Mm. But it but if you say that, if a one black man goes to a white man and goes, "Oh, that black woman is difficult," all that white man he got the he got all the validation in the world he needed because he said, "Oh, I came from a black person." And he and he's a man like me, so that's he's one hundred percent telling the truth. Even if that black man was being a piece of shit, which I'm sure at twenty one years of age, becoming pretty famous and being a little, you know, a rambunctious rapper, I'm pretty sure Will Smith was not a fucking cup of tea and like the you know the most sound and and, and respectable person. I'm oh, pretty I'm sure, sure he, he was a, a little a little shit. Sometimes. Yeah, I'm sure he was a hot ass mess. We know he was because he yeah. he you know he he has a story. He, he we see now where he where he came from what and what and his in the trajectory of his career. But it was just so sad because you know those circumstances are crazy. There could have been other people in that circle that could have stopped it. You know producers and stuff. But guess what? I'm pretty sure the whole room was a bunch of white men. 
Uh, yeah, so, it seemed like it from like all the writer roundtables. Yeah. It was interesting too how they were talking about how they would have like note sessions where like the writers would write the scripts and then like the actors would get to like edit it basically on Tuesdays and Wednesday Wednesdays. Um because like you look at the the footage, the behind the scenes footage, and it seems like it's like all white guys and maybe like one white woman that is writing the show. And it's like imagine a sh- a room full of all white guys trying to write the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I mean, that's what it was. Yeah, but like without the input of all of the cast members, that show would have been like it would have so been much more whack. Yeah, it would have made it wouldn't make much sense. It probably get canceled or would have been offend like like really offensive. Yeah. Well, and then that might have led to it being canceled. Although in the nineties, who knows? But yeah, it just—I mean that—that that was the those were like the little gems of the, of the situation. But the the thing that just hit me the most was just—I mean, because the two Envivs and then him being able to bring her on there and they fixed this this years decades long feud. Yeah, and they, you know it's it's probably gonna take some time and, and it ain't it ain't all cured in one day, mm-hmm. but. To be able to see that image of the two and Vivs like hugging each other and meeting each other, they hadn't even met until till that day. That's crazy. That uh, I was just like, wow, this is this is crazy. Like yeah. it's uh, the pandemic has destroyed and shook up a lot of lives and it has made things way crazy. Mm-hmm. But it's like weird because we also can say in the same year. During this pandemic, that like, <laughs> you know, the two Envivs they met and hugged and kissed, and Will Smith is cool with Jerry Huber now. You'd be like, what? Like, if you said to someone in like 1999 or in 2005, they'd be yeah. like, what? Like, why would they be cool with each other all of a sudden? Um, and then also, you could say like, oh yeah, there's a black woman as a president, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> a vice president. It's like, what is happening? So it's like, it's so interesting how this year and this pandemic is like uh so detrimental but then also it just it makes us deal with some shit that we have been putting off for 27 years in will smith's case it's like someone just like took all the pieces off a board off of like a game board shook it up and then just like threw it back on the table and like when we get to 2021 we'll we'll finally start being able to put the pick up all the pieces and be like okay where where did we leave off because this is you know this is a totally different board game now with so many different aspects of it and, um, you know, whether or not it's, you know, who's in the lead or, or you know, who's winning, <laughs> is it is it any better? I don't know. But, you know, just things are changing. Yeah. It, huh, I don't know. It's crazy because as you were saying that now, I'm just like thinking, no, I'm just like, I'm just like not good, though. It's like it's crazy. Yeah. I want I want so badly to be like. I have it. I'm having. I'm figuring everything out. I got it together, and I might have some things figured out more so than others. And but the reality is, man, I'm just like I am fucking tired. Yeah, dude. Like it's like I don't want it. the things that I have to talk about or I feel obligated that I have to speak on. I don't want to fucking talk about it. I'm exhausted. Like and then it's like to sometimes. I can sit here and I can see, I can look over and see like you and Cade like have a genuine smile about something or you are genuinely in a good mood. And I'm Mm. like, see, they don't fucking, maybe they know or they don't know. I'm like, mine is manufactured. I am really not that in a good of a mood. I'm having a good moment. 
Yeah. And I'm ha- and I might be la- I smile because of things that said or the time we're spent together, roommates, you know, bonding and stuff like that. But overall, I am not good right now. And I think I mean y'all 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 are there with me. Yeah. But it's like I, I it's like I, I want I want so badly to try not to weigh things out and 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 say there's people are hurting more than others. But it's like all of the ner- neurosis and neuroses and, and and angst and anxiety that you have yeah i have that too but on top of that also i'm like damn shit wasn't good for me as for the identity i have like last year so i also have to deal with that like i, I sometimes i forget like i'm so caught up in my mental health i forget that like about the whole black thing and all that. I'm like, oh shit i gotta deal with that too i forgot about that shit i'm like yeah <laughs> I'm just like, like the- Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, just like how we can forget about the pandemic sometimes when we're just stuck inside all day and not looking at the news. Yeah, it's it's nuts. So, I don't it's know. It's just another layer of it. Yeah, yeah. man, I, I think it's okay, and I think you should be able to say, I'm not doing okay right now. Like, I think, but like, what does that do? That doesn't, like, I, to, I, I mean, I'm just being pessimistic I think just being now. honest. It's not just, like, we don't have to label it as pessimistic. It's just honest. But, like, what what will make it better? That's my thing is sometimes I feel like if you can't if you can't give a concrete answer like what will fix this, then is it something that is that is truly that detrimental or is it something that you can probably fix yourself? Like it's a mental thing If because I, I feel like if you yeah, can give a sense. physical answer to it, then that means there's a physical solution to it. That's but if true. you can't, that might mean it might be a psychological uh, issue. And, not, and they, I know it takes a lot of work to fix those things, therapy, medicine, uh, you know, all different methods of trying to improve your mental health. Yeah. But. I, like when I when I think about that, I'm like, then how I can't? This is under the media fix, and that makes me even more stressed out. Yeah, I'm like, it's not the pandemic. It's like I'm like, if the pandemic gets solved tomorrow, they put the vaccine out that's gonna turn everybody to fucking zombies. Uh, <laughs> when they release, <laughs> mark my words, you are gonna hear me say this shit right now. It's gonna turn at least 10, 15 people to zombies. I'm gonna tell you that right now, because um, I don't trust nothing. Um, but anyway, that like. Even if that happens and they cure some people and cure something, we there's still so much that problems that we have caused in the midst of the pandemic. Outside of just the the, the disease, we we heightened and invigorated racism and prejudice. We have given power to ill-equipped politicians and businessmen. We have made the richer and the one percent like the fucking zero percent now. <laughs> like they 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 they're <laughs> fucking like untouchable now. The zero point zero zero one percent. We we have literally we gave the fucking dragon balls to Frieza, and now we're looking sick and shit. Like oh goddamn, <laughs> what we gonna do? And it's like well, bitch, you should have known. Look at the Look at the nigga. He was blowing up fucking planets before we got. He got the Dragon Balls. You should have did everything in your power not to let him get those. That is such a nerd reference. Yeah, but I don't give a damn. I'm a I nerd. like barely caught the tail end of the Frieza saga. So like, uh, what? But I get. It. I get. It. You haven't. Oh Dude, my Cell God. Saga was my was my Cell Saga, saga was after. Exactly. That's what I said. I caught the tail end of Frieza, and then I went right into Cell. Oh, see, this is making me mad. Like this I didn't is... even know Vegeta was a bad guy for a long time. Oh my gosh! You don't even know Dragon Ball Z then, like you supposed to. No, I went. To. I went back and I think I caught up. Okay, like, lore, you got to but... know about Raditz and then Vegeta and then yeah, you know all Hercule the vegetable people. All, come on now, yeah, vegetable titled men. Yes, Raditz and Vegeta, Nappa, Kakarot. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, the, just basically, I always relate. You know what's going on in our world to some kind of anime or some kind of video game or movie. Yeah, you got but, to to help. I don't know, parse it, it all out. It that's what helps me because those movies end up having a good ending for the most part. I'm not gonna compare this shit to like 
some movie that had a terrible ending because I don't want that for us. Well, yeah. But it's it's just frustrating because to me it's just like we we have uh, you know like you say you make your bed and line it like mm-hmm. we we slowly made this fucking bed out of like spikes and, and broken glass and now we have to deal with it. So I'm, I'm I just it's I'm trying so bad not to be pessimistic, but I'm just like I am not good. I am not like you think I sit here and I'm like damn I'm not well. But the good I, I have my humor, I have my health. Yeah. And I do have always a bright outlook on things. So I'm going to laugh about a lot of shit. But the reality is, is like, damn, we have so much work to do to fix this and to fix ourselves. Yeah, and I think that's just honest. Like, call it pessimistic, call it whatever you want. I think that's the reality. And I think that we need to, as much as we can, embrace reality for what it is. Like, we have to accept reality so that, okay, once you accept it, now we can move forward and, to, and fi- try to figure out, okay, what do we do? What's the next step? What's yeah. the next positive step we can make? I had written down here as one of our questions for discussion questions was like, is there anything to look forward to? <laughs> Which is another pessimistic question. Yes, I will say yes, there is. <laughs> what, what are you, what's on your mind? I'm, I'm going to I'm I'm tie back into the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air since that's what we were talking about. Yeah. But, you know, there was there was the moments of of how important that show was. And they were talking about that. Like when they were making the show, it it wasn't it wasn't as important to the generations upon generations of black people as it is now. It took a while. It took it took two decades, and now that we get to the second decade or third, fourth, fourth decade or whatever, Will Smith is one of the biggest actors in the world. All you know, uh, we we still know who uh, Alfonso is, and all these other people, and Tatiana, and Karen, and, and Daphne, and all these different actors that were from the show. We know who they all are. Uh, TikTok has revitalized so many different, you know, crazy quotes and dances and all this stuff like that from the original Aunt Viv. Everybody says OG Aunt Viv. Everybody still loves her and all that stuff like that. She's uh, now we're seeing how the mistreatment of black women is in a different light. And then and now Will Smith and her were able to reconcile and fix that differences and then come to this reunion. Yeah, yes, James Avery passed, and you have the pain of that, and you're going to have some loss. Because over time, people lose people. I yeah. have lost so many family members and friends over the time, and I'm, and I'm probably going to lose some more in the next couple of years because that's just the way the world works. But in the same way that the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air became a huge cultural impact and then these, these broken friendships and broken relationships mended itself, I do know that there is a point in my life and with the, you know, after the pandemic and after Kamala and Joe and all that stuff like that, where I'm going to have that reconciliation and I'm going to have those moments and I'm going to be like, damn, there was, there was a reason I had to go through all those, those tough times. And it's, and it, when it was happening, it sucked really bad. And, uh, and there was very few good moments, but looking back at it, I'm like, overall, it was such a good experience that taught me so much. I, I can I I know as a person that I can look back and be like, all oh, that happened for a reason. Yeah. I'm also gonna be honest that right now in the moment, I'm tired. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw a video on, on Instagram and it was like, uh, I'm trying not to be a Debbie Downer, but I feel Debbie down. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ooh, I'm Debbie. I'm all I'm Debbie Downer. I'm uh Denise Downer, Dominique Downer, I'm all I'm the whole family. <laughs> So it's Debbie, Dominique, and Denise. Debbie, Dominique, Denise, Darren, uh, Daryl, and uh, Dee Dee. 
That's all of them. That's they all kinfolk. They all cousins. Donnie Danaducci. Wait, <laughs> Danny Donaducci. What's... Oh my god! Why do you always say that? Because it's such a great name. No, I just can never Danny get it. Danny Bonaducci from the Partridge Family. I like Danny Donaducci. No, it's better. Danny Bonaducci though. Okay, Danny Bonaducci. Danny, Sorry. Danny Donaducci. I apologize to that man. I, I do not know this Don't man. Don't apologize to that man. He, he ain't nobody. <laughs> uh, what what's, show is he from? The Partridge family? I think so. The, the, all the redheads. Uh, oh, yeah. Good night, Jim Bob. What? Isn't that, isn't that where they all I say good night? I have never seen the episode of that show. Isn't that where they all say good night to each other? I have never man? seen the episode of that show. I was a Bra- I was a Brady Bunch fan, and I was like, I was... You are a stan. Yeah, I was like, uh, I ain't watching this whole fake Brady Bunch. I'm not doing that. Yeah. Yeah, so I just never watched it. I don't know anything about it. Apparently, my dad grew up next to the family... That was the inspiration for the show. Sure, he did. Uh, that sounds uh, like everybody's dad got a story like that. What would you say? Say everybody's dad got a story like that. They grew up yeah. next to the famous. Th- My dad told me one time he, uh, him and his brother, changed a tire for Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson when their car broke down on the side of the road. This might be true or might can, not be true. I can believe that. I hope Janet Jackson, if you ever, there's no way in hell she would hear this, but Janet Jackson, if you ever hear this, did some did some black man with an afro and his brother help you and Michael Jackson when your tire broke down? Did your, your dad pop- have a mustache at that point? He probably did. He probably he looked he looked like somebody off of uh I don't know. I just think of Afro Samurai because she's Afro. I guess, yeah, he looks something like that. Whatever you think black men look like in the 70s, that's what my dad looked like. Dolomite. <laughs> <That's what I laughs> <mean>. <laughs> he, he really, he stuck to every generation or every uh, decade. Like in the 70s, he looked like the 70s. In the 80s, he he had the Jerry 80s Curl look. Yeah, he had Jerry Curl on. Then in the 90s, he had on the windbreakers and all of that. He did it. He made sure he looked like every uh, decade. Because your dad's cool, that's why. Okay, I guess. Speaking of your dad, one one comment that you made to me that I thought was cool was like when they were talking about James Avery and like Will was talking about him and kind of like the role model that he set for everyone on the 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 I guess what's the word? The example he set for everyone on the set of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah. And then the the character that he embodied in the show. Um between him and the other show um Family Matters. You'd mentioned that it was, a, I don't know if you want to share, it was an interesting Oh, comment. yeah. It, uh, like, growing up, my dad and I, like, my dad was kind of a hard, he was kind of a harsh person. And I feel like black men get that rap a lot. Like, they get like, my dad was kind of tough and rough. And that's why I watch, like, Lovecraft Country stuff and I get pissed off. Cause I'm like, let's stop making these representations of black men so harsh. Uh, mm. Because there's a reason behind it. Like, like, it's not easy to be a black man in America. So they, that's why they like that. But... For me, my dad being in law enforcement my whole life, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air and Family Matters was like a blueprint, actually. Uh, my because he used to drive me crazy. I'm sorry, like you, I can't, I can't sugarcoat that. My dad used to drive me nuts. <laughs> I, I used to, sometimes be like I would just bomb my fist up. I was like, I just want to knock this man through this wall. But, <laughs> but like it was just typical normal dad shit. At the yeah, end that's, of the day. that's that's usual. Uh, and and sometimes he was really rough because he was a law enforcement. He dealt mm. with killers and and you know serial killers and criminals and, and gang members and stuff. He dealt. Yeah, that's he intense. deals with a very intense world that that world where all those little sissy pussy ass cops that you know always shoot on black men my dad lived in that world and ain't killed nobody 
So how what what kind of what kind of resolve do you have to have to to be in that scary of a situation and never hurt somebody? It's gonna probably drive you a little crazy. So he, sure. I mean, maybe he he might have choked somebody out. I don't know, but he gonna tell <laughs> us. But yeah. anyway, from what I know, he never really killed nobody or hurt nobody. So like he he had a lot of pent up control and he was very all about law and order. So when he was very hard on me, I would I would take it to heart. But then I would go watch Family Matters or I'd watch Full House, Full House, Family Matters <laughs> or Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Bob Saget was such an inspiration. Bob Saget was Dave Coulier, shit. I'm sorry, hell no. Nah. Dave Coulier taught me how to love Stop my it. dad. Stop. Yeah, I, I believe you took notes from Dave Coulier, but uh, <laughs> I just feel like Dave Coulier, you, like you I am are him. him. Um, yeah. But no, full. Uh, f- damn, I'll say it again. Family Matters and Fresh Prince of Bel Air. All these Fs. Yeah. Uh, those two shows are dad being a judge and dad being a cop. I would watch that and I would be like, damn, Uncle Phil was kind of rude right there. Or uh, Carl Winslow was kind of, why he like that? But then all of a sudden he would explain why he was like that. And yeah. then I was like, oh, it's like tough love. And so I was like, oh, so that's why my dad did this. So that's why my dad said that. So like, he actually loves me. He just crazy and trying to act like he don't because he's so hard on the edges. What's so awesome about that is like having representation to look to on TV and It matters. Media. It does matter. It matters. It makes a difference. Yeah, because if not, if I wouldn't have had that, I would have just thought my dad was crazy. I would have thought he hated me, and then we would probably just be fighting for the rest of our lives. Yeah, but, you just wouldn't, you wouldn't, I don't know, you can't, sometimes it's like you need to take an outside perspective to see a third party to understand things better. That's why I think, you know, stories are so important. Yeah, because it helps you, it helps you see like a reflection of what your life is kind of like, or you can relate to it, and you don't have to be black. No. So, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure at some point in time, this is, like, some ignorant-ass people that were like, oh, I mean, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is cool, but, like, I can't really fully relate to it because, like, they're all black people. And I'm like, bitch, bye. Your white ass live in, Be- in Bel-Air, and I'm sure you had a crazy cousin that moved into your house at some point, or you know somebody that's crazy. Sure. And it's Or like, your dad might be in law enforcement as a white cop and yeah. still, you know. It's literally just, like, and- Pygmalion as, like, a fucking modern story with uh, a boy from philadelphia yeah <laughs> like, that's true he's just rough around the edges and he has to be refined to like a better person and in that he he doesn't really fully refine he just changes the family and the family changes him so it was great it's a great show and it does and it it, it was very important for me so like hearing them talk about that i'm like i agree yeah that was such a cool like if you're a fan of that show you should definitely check out the uh the reunion I I cried through like half of it. You always cry though. Not always. We had a we the other night y'all were crying and I wasn't crying. I don't know, but I was just, I was in a different stage in in my life at that point. That's because you're heartless when it comes to real shit. What? That's not true. Whatever. I I resent that he said with an upward inflection, implying that there might be some <laughs> truth to it. It's just hard. I don't know. Like I said, I'm I'm in a weird state where I'm not present because I feel like we're camping in this house to bring it back to LADWP. Like I feel I just feel uncomfortable. Like a tenth of how uncomfortable you feel, I think is where I'm at as far as just like the world is starting to get to me. Yeah, I would say I'm 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 like as we're talking about it, I'm like, I'm not really that phased by it. I'm more phased by the little small everyday things in the grand scheme. The pandemic ain't stressing me out as much as like 
a bill, well, a normal bill that I always had, or trying to take my dog to the vet. Like, that stresses me out more. Okay, well, to just wrap up uh, things to look forward to, the one silver lining this year for me, besides, like, working on the show and, like, you know, writing and stuff, um, I actually picked up my marriage license today for my wedding. Yeah, I love how we got through this whole fucking episode talking about how shitty this year was, and he forgot to mention that he's, like, getting married. Yeah, there's <laughs> one good thing, and it's at the very end of the year for me. And so it's, most, it's, more, it's more or less, like, 2021. Yeah, it's, it's really just, year. like, clearing. It's, like, clearing the table, cleaning the slate, getting ready for, you know, getting ready for next year. I don't know. It's exciting. It's, it's cool when you go to the marriage uh uh, where they do the marriage licenses because it's just all people there that are like gonna get married. Like we saw someone get married right in front of us at the booth next to us. I mean, when I went and saw people doing that, I was also I was there to like do something about my DUI. But <laughs> so there's all kinds of people in that fucking room. But yes, there are people that are there for about getting married for marriage, well, and it's like, oh, that's so sweet. Well, we went to the Honda Center and they have like a drive-by marriage. Thing and like the guy who like you know talks to us, he's just excited. He's like, "Hey, are you?" Because everyone has a scheduled appointment, and everyone like you know you go you park in the parking lot, and then you get a text, and the text says, "Okay, come up to the window," and then you go to the window. But the guy who greets you, he's just That's very some excited. Nineteen shit. Yeah, it's like it's it's honestly it's an upgrade. Like it's so smooth, and you're in and out super quick. Like you get to people watch while you're there, and the people watching is so good because everyone's just like happy. Like, like, no one is like, well, I don't know, maybe there's some, some people dragging their feet here or there, but most people are just like, yeah, we're going to get a, a, a license to get married. It's like... You got to be happy at some point in the marriage. So yeah. Let it, let it be the first fucking five minutes when you pick up that marriage license. Exactly. But it was a, it was a trip seeing the couple get married next to us, you know? Like, you'll see, like, some of the, some of the people will be dressed up more nicely, and you're like, oh, those are the people that are getting married. Uh, it's cool. There was some ugly people getting married. I hate when ugly people get married. Yeah, kinda. I mean, <laughs> like, I, I'm sorry. Uh, there are all different it, types of people get married. Yeah, but I'll just be like, ugh. Like, don't do that. Like, y'all need to stay. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> so mean. Yeah. I, I'm just like, I'm out of pocket. But like, yeah, I just like every everyone looked good because they, everyone dressed up. Okay. Or or their faces were covered. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. don't come, if they come out here looking like they got flip flops on. Oh no no. And they just wearing some dirty sweats and grease stains. I'm like, why? Don't you should not be getting married. There were a couple couple a couple couples like that, but because the, they were just picking it up and you know they're gonna get married somewhere else. Like when you pick up the mm. license, like. You could technically do it there, or you could just, you know, you take it to wherever you're going to have your ceremony, and then the officiant signs it, and then, um, and then, then once you do that, you have a witness sign it, and then it's legal. Cool. All we needed was a witness, and we could have got married you're, right there. Technically. You're like, you're definitely, you're becoming those people. Oh, like a married people? Yeah, they're just like, I went through all these stats for my marriage, and I had a checklist, and I met with the wedding planner, and it was so magical, it's my day, and I'm like, Look, okay, is- Grant, do you? That's so cute. As long as it's real and not digital, <laughs> you know, in the world of Warcraft, I am more than happy. Yeah, we're not getting married in Stormwind Chapel. Thank God, because if your ass would have had your way, you would have got married on uh, in World of Warcraft. Uh, and scene. No, I don't think I don't think I would have got married in Stormwind. That would have been weird. I ain't that into it. Okay. I like how you see you drifted off because you thought about it. Well, no, you can't do that. 
People have. Yeah, uh, if you're so, dating online and like one of you lives in Indiana and the other lives in Australia, maybe. Yeah, let's just. I'm just. I'm. I'm just saying. Thank God you are marrying a very creative, intelligent woman who who can take the reins. Amen. <laughs> and figure it out and, and make sure everything is done proper. Amen. Yes, because you're you're a great collaborator. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're just you're you're just maybe not the initiator <laughs> yeah Lizzie said that today like or i guess my mom said something where she was like oh yeah like you two you just work really well together and lizzie was like thank you but technically it's just me <laughs> and grant grant will sign off on the ideas yeah it's you, just me doing you're, it. you're very encouraging so it's like <laughs> i'm happy to be a cheerleader if that's all i do in life i will just gladly cheer that's everyone because guess because it's, it's what we need in 2020 yeah i'm a cheerleader but then sometimes i drift off to the negative but bring it back to the positive yeah. Moral of the story, white men out there, why don't you look into being just a cheerleader in 2020? <laughs> yeah, stop hating. Why is every, why are all the white men so mad? Just, like, be happy for other people and that your life will be so much better. Or not. Thank you for listening to Black Man in the Right World. If you like what you heard, please like, comment, subscribe, or leave us a five-star review. For more, go to www.blackmanrightworld.com or email us at blackmanrightworld at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.